The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome to another live episode of the Mexi, the mind that matters. And we have a live show for you today. Coming to you all the way from Cancun, Quintana Roo, Mexico. Why is that, you may ask? Because Mexi is running his second Mexican state. Oh, yes, he is. He is basically here in Cancun. We are live Friday, December 6th. Ready to basically throw down tomorrow afternoon, 5.30 p.m., the inaugural rock and roll marathon Cancun. So Mexi's here. You know, chillaxing at the Hampton Inn, you know. Taking it all in for eh, the half weekend. The weekend, is it the half weekend? I don't even know. The point being, Mexi flies in, lands at one, goes to the hotel get, after getting the rental, gets his packet, bada beam, bada boom. Runs the race. Next thing you know, Sunday morning we fly back, back at home at one o'clock. As if nothing ever happened. But it did. State number two was executed. Now, last week, and this is what we're going to talk about on today's podcast, we're going to discuss last week's Hermosillo Marathon, the Grand Marathon Internacional of Hermosillo that Mexi finished state number one Sonora out of the way and discuss some of the events and for the first time in my history my 36 years of life I was actually embarrassed about being Mexican we will get to that in a second But first and foremost, let's remind our viewers that if you are renting a vehicle, if you are doing God knows what with the car, make sure you're covered. Mexi's policy covers him through international countries and borders. Because why? Because he has American National, a proud... Sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Switch. Use promo code Mexi to save. Bundle. UM, UIM. Liability. Full coverage. Make sure you get the same limits. Highest you can afford across the board. Because that's how you get protected against all these people that hit you. American National, as I said, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Now. The Grand Marathon International 
International, I don't know about that. Grand, yeah, there was nothing grand about running a marathon in Mexico, especially in Hermosillo. Now, if some of you remember, Mexi 2015 did the um, Mexico City race. And around mile 16, they ran out of water and Gatorade, which was very appalling because it's supposed to be the biggest race in the country. So, I'm getting there to Hermosillo. Now, mind you, we fly, because my parents, you know, hijacked the flight, fly in to Tucson, drive down. So, crossing the border on the way there, no big deal. I did not anticipate the Mexican freeways to be jacked up, but whatever, we get to the race, Mexi picks up his packet, and it's like a little art festival, it's like you just pick up the packet, no big deal, nothing else really happened, it's just, there's no other races that are promoting their stuff, it's just a bunch of like local gifts and gift shops and, and stuff like that, it's, it's kind of boring, but the highlight was Lorena Ramirez, apparently famous ultramarathoner from my mom's home state of Chihuahua, Mexico, was there to run the race, and she's one of those Indian Tower Mars from Chihuahua who lives in the middle of nowhere, and the reason she's very good at ultramarathons, you know, the family's very good at running all these ultras, and they've done a few in Mexico and some outside the country, because the nearest civilization is basically a five-hour run away. So you have to constantly run five hours just to go do the groceries and God knows what else, which is kind of ridiculous. If you were to ask me. But hey, she was there. My mom was very excited because she knew who she was. Apparently she has a documentary on Netflix. If you do want to check it out, it is called Lorena. It doesn't really go into detail about which races they've done. But it does go into detail about the lifestyle and, you know, how she runs ultras. And she does it in her outfit. Like in her regular Indian outfit. No shoes, just sandals. Kind of a little bit impressed. I was a little bit impressed. And also doubtful because if she's... I mean, she speaks Tauramara. She doesn't speak Spanish. She understands it, but it's very limited. So I had to figure out if we, if we uh, knew if she had, you know, all these races done in in Me in Mexico. Like, have you done all these ultras in all these states in Mexico? Or no? That's what I wanted to know. That's what I wanted to find out. And that's the thing is, there's no way to verify that. It's not like she has a computer. But hey, it is what it is. So, come race day, I get dropped off. Race starts at 5.50 a little bit sooner. And I look at everybody who's doing the marathon... And everybody is jacked up in shape. I'm just like, um, am I the unhealthiest person here? 
Like, is this ridiculous? There's 80 of us doing the fucking full marathon of 2,000 runners. Are you insane? How is this a grand marathon? All right, whatever. So we start, and I'm immediately like, I'm ahead of two old guys. But I'm like way behind everybody else. And I anticipated a five-hour, maybe almost six-hour pace because it is a six-hour time limit. Oh, no, everybody was way in front, and it really shocked me how by the time I got to mile five, there was, like, no water or even Gatorade or snacks because they, they advertised they had fruit. There was no water, nothing at all from, like, the aid stations. Like, it's ridiculous. I'm just like, what am I supposed to be eating and drinking? Luckily, I didn't throw away my hotel water bottle, and I kept it with me. So that's basically what kept me going as I was running. And then after a while, some cop started following me on a motorcycle. Oh, oh one other thing I realized, Mexicans don't stop traffic for these marathons. So, yeah, you're literally about to die every time you cross... An intersection, because of course, Mexicans are not very good at driving, and it's like the law of the jungle everywhere you go. So the most I guy was trying to, like, he was kind of like to my side, kind of like egging me to go on. And I'm like, dude, you're freaking me out. Can you stay behind me? And I was like, well, you're the last runner. And I'm like, uh, no, I am not. I can assure you, sir, there's two people way behind me. So he radios in these other two motorcycles to follow the other two guys. And I'm like, are you shitting me right now? Like, really? So, him chasing me, and basically, if I didn't keep up with the motorcycle, um, I had no protection crossing the intersections. So, you basically forced Mexi to run fast. Oh, also, there's no porta potties at any of these races. Like, this race had no porta potties whatsoever, and barely any at the start. So, yeah. Um, it's like they don't want me to poop. So I had to run fast to finish. And by mile 20, I was going to shit my pants. So I was like, fuck my parents. I have no idea where they are. Because at this point, I've crossed like the plaza three or four times. And I can't see them. And I texted my mom like, look, I'm Ubering to the hotel. I got to shit. Okay. So, yeah, metal kind of sucked. And I guess this is what I get for signing up for a race that is basically a Facebook event page. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. But anywho, um, I finished my first event and uh, was able to get my medal and then we had to go back. I mean, it was it was just ridiculous how... The race was not very well organized. Like, if I had not kept my water and the cop had not chased me, I would have shot my pants somewhere on the road. I would have gotten hit by a car and I would have had no hydration. So, if this is how it's going to be in Mexico, I'm going to have to rethink these uh, races and kind of have, you know, like an entourage, like a supporting team, supporting cast to come do these things with me. So, that's, that's my whole spiel on that. And, and it kind of sucks because you're used to 
even the shittiest of races in the U.S. have decent organization. And it's a bummer. But hey, before we move on, don't let that kind of stuff let you get you down. If you need to take, get, you know, let off some steam, head over to Super Studios 253. Join now. Sign up for classes. They have a weight loss challenge for Christmas. Every week, there's a new challenge. Use the promo code MEXI and save you a discount. Super Studios 253, a proud sponsor of the MEXI My Matters podcast. Now, race was done. We had to go back. Okay, great. So, I get back to the hotel after pooping. And an hour and a half goes by and my parents were nowhere to be found. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? My mom is like trying to find my dad because he got lost somehow in one plaza the size of a rectangle. I don't understand how that happens. And then she was trying to follow Lorena and get her to sign the pictures that we took together. It's it just, it just, are you coming to support me or not? And then the other thing that kind of threw me off is like, as if they did not know their own child. Because it's my room, obviously, because they hijacked the flight. So, the first night, they're complaining about the hotel and how it's too cold in the room. Yeah, because I like to keep it a cool 68 degrees, especially if I'm running. So, my dad ends up getting a separate room just for the two of them. I'm like, really? We're just going to waste money because you guys can't handle that? One, my dad can only not handle it because of his rheumatoid arthritis, which if he fixed and took care of his diabetes, that would go away, and hence he would never be cold. But no. Then an hour and a half, like I said, an hour and a half goes by at the end, and there's nowhere to be found. Finally get there. All right, well, let's go. We don't eat anything. Can we eat something on the way out? No, no, no. We'll just get something towards there when we get there. We get to Nogales, which is the border with Arizona. My dad somehow heads the wrong way. They tell him it's a six-hour time to cross the border and my dad's like oh no no let's take the 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 downtown border crossing so then we go back and go downtown he takes another wrong turn and my dad's driving was terrible throughout the whole thing like you can tell that now he can't even see properly and with his 5100 limits i mean even during the day at night it was bad during the daytime it, i mean it wasn't that much better and he wouldn't let my mom drive so I had to, you know, take turns driving as well. He goes the wrong way. Go up through the mountains. And like I said, the roads in Mexico are terrible. So if you're going through the mountains and there's like cliffs and rock slides. Yeah, all the pieces of rock are on the fucking road. So yeah, that kind of sucks. So then we make it back to the road heading downtown. And the line to cross the border is insane. For some reason, there's a middle lane, a left lane, and a right lane. The right lane looks kind of empty. So my dad takes it and then tries to merge over. Well, it turns out that you have to be in the middle lane to go to the border. And there's cops at every intersection. So they see my dad trying to cut off people. Like, oh, no, no, back to the line. So then my dad refused to go all the way to the back. And it's like, no, no, we'll cut across again. And he eventually cuts in. But I'm like, it is literally... We're barely moving. And we're all starving. My mom gets out of the car to get food. 
And I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. Are you shitting me right now? So I'm able to hold it in. Oh, my dad can't hold it in. So he has to go pee. And we're like there just nudging along. Eight and a half hours, ladies and gentlemen. It took eight and a half hours to cross the border. The customs agent's like, how long have you guys been there? Since four. Oh, wow. And she finally explains why. It's like two fucking cars, two trucks, one on Saturday night and one on Sunday morning. Mind you, there's only three booths open because of the holidays. So just three customs agents. Two trucks show up with like 30 Mexicans and just they jump out and rush the border. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I get the situation in Mexico is bad. But do you not care what happens to everybody else? Like this is why one of the reasons why the country is the way it is. Then you had, well, I noticed that as we were going up and down Sonora, the, there was toll booths. But then the tolls had no government workers. They were like taken over, my dad said, by regular people. And I'm like, taken over for what? Well, you know, if you pay the toll, they're supposed to use that to fix the roads. Government's not doing that. They're pocketing the money. So regular Joe Schmo just took over the toll. So now it's voluntary. Well, I'm not giving them money. So we didn't pay any of the tolls. But at the same time, I'm like, wait a minute. If I'm the government and this is happening and you know this is happening, do you seriously not care? Because if somebody told me they took away the tolls, I'd be like, first off, go back in there with the military, shoot these motherfuckers down because they're not, I mean, they don't have weapons. They maybe have pitchforks and knives. Get the fuck out of here. You really tell me that they kicked out the workers or they just don't care? Regardless, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, but there's military stop zones. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, we had one random military stop zone on the way back and they just wave you through. I'm like, oh, that you can have, just wasting your time, but you can't take care of the tolls, really? And I told the customs agent on the border, I'm like, look, I get that. I get it, not your fault. And, and I, at that point, I'd already missed both my flights. So I literally had to reschedule the flight, pay an extra 75 bucks, stay with my parents at the hotel, and then fly out at 3 on Monday. I already missed work. Didn't get in until 1 o'clock in the morning because guess what? You have to connect through Houston, and Houston's United Airlines flight was also delayed. So I get all oh, about 1 in the fucking morning on Tuesday morning. Insane! This is ridiculous. But even more ridiculous would be not saving money by using promo code MEXI when you go to Hand and Stone Massage. Get your sweetest massage, discount on the first Swedish or your membership. Any other perks, it's additional coverage. Hand and Stone Massage, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. And last but not least, if you're eight hours plus in the car with your parents, they drive you nuts. Anybody can tell you that. Let me know my parents. They're, it's insane because these yahoos, oh, they want to kill time. Asking all these stupid questions. When are you guys going to have kids? Do you want kids? How did you guys mean? Hmm, what does she think about kids? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, listen, mom, dad, I don't want to have kids because I don't want you yahoos around my kids. I can't trust you yahoos to treat me the same way as you treat my brothers. You think I'm going to trust you with my grandchildren? And then my mom 
we talked about like family issues and once again still bringing up the nonsense that happened with the, her side of the family and her trying to figure out this illegitimate child my grandpa had and telling people well you don't know how the story people change no you can't say everybody else is bad to the point where you're the one that's causing all these issues to the point where now we're going to meet new people within our family that we've never seen before because nobody else wants to hang out with you. Whoa! And then, oh, she wanted to see the wedding pictures. So I showed her the wedding picture. I'm like, look, notice how dad is in pictures with other family members. My mom is in no pictures with any other family member other than me, my wife, and pictures with just my dad. There's nobody else who wanted to take a picture. Not even my, my brothers, mind you. That was probably by accident. But still, she's in no pictures with anybody else. I wonder why, Mom. And I'm like, this is the kind of arguments that lead everybody to just want to not hang out with you. Like, you talk about arguments and facts, but they're all based on hearsay. And instead of apologizing... You don't, and then when you do apologize, you go back and do the same thing, so the apology is null and void. And here's and, and I brought up two facts to my mom that I wanted to like just mention. Every time she gets in an argument with me, she cusses me out and calls me names. She's got into arguments with my two brothers, never not once insulted them at all at all. So that's number one. And number two, I've been married for like maybe two months and I have never insulted my wife in an argument, and she does that to my dad all the fucking time. So when she gets in an argument, she insults people, and then she wants them to hang out with them, and like, and she wants to confront them because they obviously are all lying, and nobody's going to succumb to you being confronted and, and insulted. No, that's not going to happen. She tried telling me that her confronting her sister that happened like five years ago at our house Never happened. Like, oh yeah, I, we just made that up. My dad, my mom, me and my aunt were all there. My aunt remembers it. I remember it. Oh, but my dad remembers it, but he doesn't want to admit it to my mom. But oh yeah, my mom's the one making this up. You know, the one with the not so good memory compared to me. So that drove me nuts. Like, it, it, I don't understand how you expect me to want to hang out with you and also want to have children hang out with you my grand my your grandchildren my ch children if we have any no she even told me like well we could look after them but not every once in a while we don't want to be like one of those grandparents that always take care of their children because the parents can't handle raising them i'm like who does that and then she listed all her friends that she's told this to and i'm like um people don't want to know that they're not treating their kids right. So if that's how you treat your friends and then that's how you treat your husband and, and me when you get angry, what makes you think I want to purposely bring my children around you? I can't even trust you to look after dad. You think I'm going to trust you to look after my kids? No. Well, I don't need to explain myself to you. And I have, I raised you three, right? I'm like, uh, yeah, one fell out of college and I can't stand you. So... Yeah, that's a pretty good job, Mom. I told her, step one would be taking care of my brother-in-law's kids. Step two would be taking care of the dog. And if you pass step one and two, maybe I'll consider it. But again, if we have kids. If we don't have kids, shut the fuck up. Do not, no, stop hounding us over nonsense. 
I already see you trying to text and trying to control Tara behind my back, even though as a good wife, she shows me all the texts, so I know what you're doing. Just stop being annoying. The problem solved. And that's basically what the trip was. So I'm basically at the point where my Mexican marathons, I'm going to have to get a support team not involving my parents if the race is a small race. Now, right now, right now we're doing Cancun. We're live from Cancun. So the Rock and Roll Marathon Cancun is organized by the Rock and Roll Series. So I can at least count on some decent organization. But I'm going to have to rethink my whole plan on these Mexican states because that's going to be an issue. Well... That is all we have today for the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Hit us up as always on social media, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, YouTube, you know the deal. All the episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, please remember, where there's a Mexican, there's a motherfucking way. Until next time, Mexican Run, state number two in Mexico. See ya, bitches.